Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. Over the holidays, we drove out to Arizona to visit my in-laws, Grammy and Papa, Brother Matt, and Sister Jenny, plus my exuberant nephew, Max, and brilliant young goth niece, Paige. They've been on the show once before in 2020, talking about online school in the attendance-required pants-optional episode. But this time around, Max, the future social media influencer, wanted to be on the podcast to talk about something a bit more personal. So I agreed. And we sat down in his dad's big, tidy office to talk about real life as a 13-year-old. My name is Max. I'm 13. I like to program. I'm in eighth grade. Before we get to that combo, Max and I took a walk and he had a soundtrack. How do you know this song? Yeah, How? I don't yes, get it. Yes, the thing is not. I want to <laughs> What is up with his like obsession with Ukrainian pop music? So I think where it started is he had this Instagram friend that maybe lived in the Phoenix area at some point, and now she doesn't, but she was from Ukraine. She was one of the people who fled and he just attached himself to her really quickly. They became friends. And so again, because he's just an empathetic kid, like he just really wanted to like learn about her culture and got super into learning like the language and the music. And um, it just kind of has snowballed from there. <laughs> His current man crush is President Zelensky. I mean, hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he loves President Zelensky when, when he was talking to Biden the other day, we had it on. <laughs> and, but he really is like learning a lot of the language. Like he was um, listening to when he would speak Ukrainian and then listening to the translator. And he's like, that translator's like struggling, but here's why, like that, like doesn't directly translate. And, you know, like I was really surprised actually. He knew way more than I thought he did. Yeah. That, yeah. That's interesting. I feel like you got to get him in another language. Yeah. That's Max's mom, Jenny, who I'm instructing to get her son into a second language class, ASAP. She said that he's worked on learning Japanese and Korean, too. But none of that is what Max wants to talk about today. We're here to talk about your teen gayness. Is that your understanding? Yes, that is my understanding. So um, how do you identify? So I identify as gay. And he, him pronouns. Teen gayness. Is that the right term? Probably not, but we're going with it. Max is going to share just a little bit about being a gay teen, and Jenny will pipe in about parenting a gay teen. Max patiently answers my first stupid question. He's only 13, so how does he know he's gay? How do you know that you're gay? I mean, how do you know that you're straight? Um, I am attracted to men. Same. (laughs) 
Was there like a time that you could remember where you were like, oh, I think I'm attracted to men? Actually, I have this vividly. Really? Yeah. So I was in fourth grade and I just came to Arizona and there was this guy and like we were friends and I was like talking to him and then I was like, I would date him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Teens might be the most difficult interviewees because I've only asked one question and already Max is distracted by his phone. What are you looking at? My notifications. (laughs) Is your phone constantly attached to your hand? Sometimes. Sometimes? All the time? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, getting back on track. He realized, oh, I would date that guy. So then what? How did you feel about that? I mean, because of the way I was raised, I was like, okay. And I mean, I did hide it for a little bit, but also... It was around the time where your child came out to me first as... Oh, God, what did he even come out to me as? Baby Pan. No, it was a lesbian. Okay. So did that get you kind of thinking, like... That kind of, yeah. I feel like that definitely helped my thinking. Mm-hmm. My kid, too, has had their own journey on the road of self-discovery, And since they're a year older than Max, they paved it for him a little bit. But I wanted to rewind to what Max said initially. Because of the way he was raised, he felt okay with that fourth grade realization. You were like, okay. So what what do you mean about the way that you were raised? Like, I wasn't raised in like a homophobic environment. Like, my mom was very adamant to me about like, she didn't hide the fact that gay people existed. She didn't protect the children. (laughs) She told me, she was like, that's normal. It's just how someone likes another person. Mm -hmm. And that was really how, because I wasn't told that it was like a bad thing. It was just normal. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So when Max had that moment, He already knew such things were a possibility. They were normal. There was nothing to be afraid or ashamed about. But coming out still felt a little hard. Um, I was kind of forced to come out. I just got my computer and I was on YouTube and I was watching a video about coming out in middle school and how it went. And then my dad walks in and I like quickly pause it because I'm not allowed to be on YouTube at this time. And he's like, what were you watching? And I'm like, "Mm, nothing. He's like, show me. He was like, is there anything you need to tell me? (laughs) And I don't tell him anything. So then later I end up telling my mom. And I'm like, don't tell dad. And then later up I end up telling dad. And that was when I thought I was pan. So I was still attracted to girls. Okay. And then I was like, no, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. So you came out as pan initially to your parents. That was... A lie. <laughs> Did you know it was a lie right then? Or you're just figuring it out still? Um, I was definitely figuring it out. Yeah. Why didn't you want to tell your dad initially? Um, honestly, I thought he was homophobic. Really? Because I didn't know David was queer. Oh, okay. And so I was like, uh, I'm not gonna do that. He didn't know that his uncle, his dad's brother, was queer. 
So basically, he just didn't know what his dad felt about it. Here's Jenny. He was 10. He was getting ready to go into like junior high. Um, so almost 11, I guess. And that's how we found out as Matt saw him looking at a YouTube video of like how to come out in junior high. And so Matt just was like, you know, is there anything you want to talk about? And Max had already come out to me like before that, just kind of in like a little, you know, we were sitting in the room and he's like, hey, mom, you know, I'm gay. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I still love you like but nothing of that has changed and so he was like I didn't think it would he knows you know I'm I'm very much an ally and so I, I think he was felt pretty safe coming out to me first but he was like I don't want to tell dad yet and I that was hard as a parent you know and a partner but I really wanted him to be able to do it on his own terms too mm-hmm. and so it wasn't that that long after no it wasn't that long after like maybe like a month later So was, was there anything your dad like said or did that made you think that about him or? No, I mean like, it was just like a feeling and like he never talked about like anything like that with me. Right. So I thought like it just made him uncomfortable. He didn't want to talk about it. So I like left it at there, Mm -hmm. just in the dark, afraid. Yeah. How do you think he feels about it now? I mean, I think he's fine with it. And I know for a fact that he loves me. (laughs) Like, that's not anything. And he's very accepting. Yes, dad loves Max and is accepting, as is the majority of the extended family. But without knowing for sure that that's the case, kids can be scared to come out. Yes, yes. Most family members who know Max, yeah, just constantly remind him that he's loved and accepted. So I think, I think he's okay. But yeah. and yeah, most of them have been great. Like even my own grandparents, who of course were you know in a different era, have specifically told him like we love you, and so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Max and his family tackled all that coming out stuff three years ago. He's been out to us for so long, it's just kind of normal at this point. Even though Max feels good about it, doesn't mean his peers agree there's nothing wrong with being gay. Do you think it's a bad thing? No. No. Do my peers? Some of them. Really? Yeah. At school, people like just see me as their target and they like focus all on it and then I go tell the counselor and then I get forwarded to the dean and he basically is like shut the up this is dumb as shit (laughs) so what what do some students say to you about it um some students are just like generally curious and some are like ew you're gay that's disgusting are you sure you're not in denial and I really wanted to respond with denial's a river in Egypt (laughs) what do they think you might be in denial about (laughs) me being gay (laughs) and then other kids are like do your parents know you're gay and I'm like yeah I mean it's pretty obvious probably not denial or confusion 
obviously you've known Max since day one. Like for Matt and I, there's always just been kind of like, well, <laughs> maybe he is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and if he is great and if he's not great, and you know, like it was always just kind of there. And so we weren't necessarily like surprised. But I also hesitate to say things like it's obvious. That feels like stereotyping, and I know not all people are somehow obviously gay from a young age. But in Max's case, it wasn't a shock to his parents. Let's return to those questions he gets from other middle schoolers. How do you answer genuine questions? Like when you feel like somebody isn't being rude, they just are curious. How do you answer those questions? When someone's like genuinely curious or like asking me a question because they don't understand it, I like very easily explain it. Like, give me a question, please. Okay, let's see. Like, well, I guess like the question I started with, right, was like, how did you know you were gay? Mm -hmm. What other questions do you get from other students? I get questions like, what does it mean when someone's non-binary and Mm -hmm. uh, like other things? Mm -hmm. Or like, I had a question from a friend and it was like, So I really like this person, but they're non-binary and they were born as a woman. And then he was like, am I still straight? And I was like, that's really how you perceive, you and your partner really, how you perceive each other. Mm -hmm. Because it could just be a like flip-flop thing where you like someone, you don't like someone. As a representative of the out-LGBTQ community, Max finds himself answering questions related to the whole spectrum. This one was, if I'm a man and I like someone who's non-binary, am I straight? The answer he shared is, it's up to you. How do you perceive yourself and each other together? Maybe you're straight, or maybe you're momentarily unsure about that because of this person that you like. So those are the kind of genuine questions he's asked also mentioned just being a target. Your dad told me about some kind of bus incident. Was that yeah? what happened on the bus? There was these seventh graders and they were all just like being rude and they were like throwing stuff at people on the bus. Like I literally caught like an open Reese's and then I watched another kid smear Reese's (laughs) all over this other kid's hair and I was like why are you doing this this is dumb as shit and he was just like why not and then I was like you know you're gonna get in trouble and then he was like does it look like I'm listening to you and I was like okay don't and then after that I would see them like almost every single day because I went on my bus and they would just like throw rocks at me And they would throw wax at me while I'm going home. And then this one kid was like, he was really infatuated with Andrew Tate. (laughs) So he would just come up to me and ask me like every 30 seconds, what color is your Bugatti? Because I guess it's like an Andrew Tate thing. I would just get like stuff like that. So I eventually told one of my friends that goes on the same bus as me and she started um just walking with me to where I like break off to go home because we don't really have like buses that pick us up in the direct spot we kind of go certain ways Mm -hmm. well that worked out it did yeah 
he told his friend, and he got backup on his walk to and from the bus. But he also got parental backup. Because he rides the bus where there's like this little jerky kid that like would try to trip him every time he walked on the bus and would call him a fag and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, So that one we did escalate to the school. Parents got involved. The kid got like suspended from riding the bus. Parents were mortified when they found out what their kid was doing. So those sorts of things have been kind of what I've seen from Mm -hmm. Max as far as what he's experiencing, just kids being jerks. The only thing that I really decide to do when I like encounter that, I will either try to figure it out myself or I will go to the like principal Mm -hmm. or like any admin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. He figures it out himself or goes to an admin at school. There have also been incidents outside of school. We had an instance last year. Max and I were coming home and these kids were riding by on bikes and one of them was like, gay, super loud. And Max is like, they do this all the time. So I yell at the kid. I was like, you want to come back here and, you know, say that? Of course they keep writing. (laughs) Um, But I come inside and I tell Matt, you know, what happened. And maybe 20 minutes later, those same kids come running or riding their bikes back by the house. So Matt goes outside and has a conversation with these kids and just of course then because Matt is you know a giant they immediately back down oh we didn't say anything and I was out there like yes you did <laughs> yes you did so Matt just told them like that's unacceptable and you're bullying my kid if this continues we're gonna take it to the school you know and if your parents have an issue send them over we'd be happy to have a chat of course those parents never came by But those kids have left him alone pretty much since then. Mom and dad will step in when needed. And of course, if they hear something with their own ears, oh, kids better watch out for the burning rage of a parent. So if that's the trouble that he faces, what's Max's friend group like? Do you have straight friends or gay friends or other identities? predominantly it's like a mosh pit really yeah so i don't really like excluding people that don't deserve to be excluded mm-hmm. like people that are genuinely nice people don't just get to be not in my friend group because they're not gay <laughs> other people that i've been friends with were like you they're straight And I was like, okay, so that's who I'm not going to be friends with. So from there, my friend group is basically, there's a mix. There's like straight people, there's trans people, there's gay people, there's queer people, there's non-binary people. It's just people. Okay. But if they're straight, they have to prove that they're nice. I mean, if they're queer, they also have to prove that they're nice. (laughs) Okay. Everyone has to prove that they're nice. If they're mean, (laughs) why would we be friends with them? Last week, I had to stop being friends with a girl because she was an asshole. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about that? Sure. (laughs) Oh, it's like a whole ass story. So there was this girl. She was basically in our friend group, not by choice. So we had this friend... But she brought along and and we did not like 
Because on the first day we met her, she was talking about a teacher. And you want to know what she says? I f***ing hate that teacher. She's a fat f***ing bitch. Mm-mm. No, exactly. <laughs> and then later on, she literally called me twink. She called me a fag. You can bleep this. <laughs> but, and then she started saying the T-slur. She called a kid a cotton picker. And then another kid, a border hopper. Whoa. Yeah. What's the T-slur? You could just spell it. He's looking on his phone so he can show me. Okay, got it. We would call her out whenever she would say, like, homophobic things. Yeah. And she would be like, oh, well, it was just a joke. So, from there, we were like, boo. Mm -hmm. And then... Eventually, every single one in that friend group that was, like, actually close with her or, like, talked to her on a daily basis, we were all like, I don't want to be friends with you. You're mean. And you're, like, really mean. Mm -hmm. And then she went out and she started making all of these rumors about me and, like, her other friends that, like, dropped her. Like, she made a whole ass lie saying that we were toxic and horrible and that we only didn't like her because she was straight and white. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe maybe because she's straight, white, and mean. (laughs) He's got a pretty good, like, tight group of friends. They're all girls, so, you know, they're all ready to attack if someone like goes after their friends I think they take care of a lot of it for him but (laughs) (laughs) girls are bitches so like that's okay in this case you mean loyal (laughs) they're hella loyal yes they're hella loyal (laughs) they will have his back so they do a lot of the dirty work for him Max is 13, you guys, so he's still new to liking people and dating and all of that. He knows this one thing about himself, but there's still lots more to discover. I've never had a boyfriend. I had a guy that was obsessed with me (laughs) that I told you about, (laughs) and that was frightening. Have you liked anybody enough that you would want them to be your boyfriend? Yeah, and then I got over them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I've liked people, mm-hmm. and then I tell them, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't like you back." Oh, it was very devastating. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. No. no. Oh yes, I know that feeling. It's devastating. Here's something Jenny talks about with Max, especially when he like first came out to us. We've talked about all you know a lot of different things, just relationships. You know what he does if he likes someone and and maybe that person's not gay and talking about consent of course um and not dating just someone just because they're gay because he has this one kid that likes him and he's like he's not cute mom (laughs) and I'm like okay well then don't let him think that you like him you know and don't feel like you have to date him just because he's like the only other gay kid or whatever making sure that he like you know knows his worth and isn't settling and that sort of stuff. Social media is a big part of most teens' lives. 
but it is especially for Max because he's so tech savvy and so friendly. If you're an old like me, your brain probably goes to all the scary stuff around teen use of the internet. But this episode is about teen gayness specifically. So let's see if I can get Max to talk about who and what he follows. You're like a social media person, right? I am. So what apps have you used? Mainly, I use Instagram, TikTok, Messenger, and then whatever messaging application of the week my friends use. Okay, and where did that just come from? My phone. I got a message. Do you have specific, like, either topics or people that you follow that you really like? On TikTok, I prefer just to follow, like... I like to follow people I know, people that I actually like, and like influencers that have like priorities I support, like are like activists, and then like other places. Sorry, these are so good. Are they? Max just put a cough drop in his mouth and claims that it tastes good. He set up this interview, the microphone, the software, but for some reason is oblivious that you can't talk well with a candy in your mouth. Back to who he follows. Queer creators, queer focused resources. Yeah. Now, would you say all of the ones you follow are queer? No, some of them are straight. (laughs) I'm a straight ally. (laughs) What did you learn about being queer from the internet? There was like, I wouldn't call it misinformation, But there were people's opinions that I followed so specifically. Like, there were, like, things that were like, you're not gay unless you do this. Or, like... You're making noises. I know. I was trying to do it quietly. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Now he's folding the cough drops paper wrapper. There's this episode of Modern Love called, Am I? Maybe this quiz will tell me. And the middle school protagonist repeatedly takes an online quiz to figure out what's going on with her. That's what I think of when Max explains what he calls misleading information. If you do this, you're not gay or you are gay or that kind of thing. Yeah, there was just stuff like, if you do this, are you really gay? And like, I would follow those like religiously just because I was like, I would say I was insecure with the way that I perceived my own sexuality and I was just like I knew who I was but at the same time I didn't what have you discovered since then for a lot of people being queer being gay it comes as a spectrum it's in different waves it's just fluidity in many ways and it's no set thing because over time I say I would say your feelings do change and that could also include attractions and people you are attracted to Mm -hmm. true so obviously being gay means you are a man who's attracted to men Mm -hmm. does it mean anything else to you like about you know the way that you express yourself or I don't know anything else about you beyond that For many people, it comes as two things. It's either I can trust that person with things that are like 
close to me or it's don't ever talk to him. Don't even like do anything. We didn't dig into this and I wish that we had because it gets to the community and social relationship aspects of identity. That being queer is not just a sexual identity. There's interconnectedness between it and literally all the other parts of your life. Wearing that identity means that you can trust some people and be trusted by them. Or on the other side, your identity automatically means some people don't want to talk to you. What I was trying to get to with Max is whether he felt any pressure to present as a specific type of human based on his queerness. But what he thinks of is the places he's excluded because of it. His example is gaming. Does it impact like the things that you're interested in or the way that you dress or the way that you act or like anything? Um, there are some things that I'm interested in, but like, I couldn't really get into it because like, say a community around it was just like, no, like there was a game that I liked, but I was who I was and the community said, no, so what game was it it was like it looked really cool it was like an rpg game and then i haven't heard of it since so i think it also got shut down do you feel like your life is gonna be any different than your straight friends as you grow up as i'm growing up yeah I think there have been experiences that only I've been put into compared to my straight peers Mm -hmm. and, like, straight friends. Like what? Like, just homophobia and using something in such a deep way that I literally cannot control to go after me for that. Like one of the things that we talked about, you know, when he was coming out to us and stuff like that was just like, hey, we don't live in San Francisco anymore. So the level of acceptance is going to be completely different than what you may have experienced in the Bay. We live in Arizona. It's just a different climate here. But also that, you know, we also can't come to his rescue for every single time someone calls him like a name or, you know, things like that. But that if he ever feels like his safety is in question, that's when we're going to step in. Right. Because kids at that age, regardless, if you're different in any kind of way, you're a target, you know? So you can't, you know, and some of that is just life and that sucks, but he's going to have to kind of learn how to navigate some of that. That's kind of where we're at with it is we know some of that is going to take place. He's pretty confident in who he is. He doesn't really seem to like let it get him down too much. And we've just told him, you know, when he does tell us about instances that occur, we kind of ask him like what direction he wants us to go. Like, do you want us to get involved? And he'll either say yes or no. And and we let him kind of lead that. Um, I do worry when once he goes to high school, you know, I think it's going to get probably a little worse for him, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, he's got a good group of friends who kind of have his back. And so I think the fact that he doesn't have to like navigate it by himself probably makes it easier for him. Okay, you can come in. Well, I'm 
Listen, I just wanted to stare you ominously. Okay. But also, did you steal my AirPods? They're right here. No, they were in the chair. That's my kid. They came in and joined us in the office. He and Max love each other so much and also drive each other insane. You yelled at me for making too much noise when you were supposed to be awake this morning. I mean, first of all, it's kind of a dick move to be super loud when somebody is sleeping right next to you. I wasn't being super loud. I was looking for something. And your alarm already woke me up before. So I asked the two of them what they want parents and other old people to know about being a gay teen. I'm not different. And in that way, I shouldn't be used as like, me being gay shouldn't be used as like an attack method. And I am just like your child. We were born in the same year, probably. We go to the same school. We even have the same classes. We are breathing the same air and all this other stuff. And just one thing about me makes me so different in that way that I think if they use that to hate on me, it's stupid. <laughs> and if you are a parent that hates on your child for being queer, shut up. <laughs> it is literally the tiniest, not even an inconvenience to you. We live in a floating rock. Thank you. <laughs> that is so real, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Max said it all. Like, we, yeah, we literally live on a floating rock. This should not, not be an inconvenience to anyone. Nobody is harmed because I'm queer. We're not attacking you. Yeah, we're not live. attacking you because we're queer. We're attacking you because you're homophobic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like we're not hurting you by existing. Actually, we have a question for you. Oh. oh. How is it as a parent for a queer team? Um, well, I would agree with everything you said that having a queer team is basically the same as having any other kind of team. <laughs> Okay, I was not prepared for this question, so what I answered first was what is confusing raising a gay teen, and we'll get to that in a minute. But what I want to say now is how incredibly awesome it is. I mean, parenting a child who is confident and comfortable enough in middle school to say, hey, I'm not straight, or I'm not cisgender, is fun and exciting and makes you rethink everything about life. These kids are visionaries and we're just along for the ride it's like get on board or get left behind here's what jenny would want other parents and old people to know well there's nothing to be afraid of i guess is maybe like the first thing there's nothing wrong with your kid there's you know when when max came out to me um, I was sad, but not because he was gay or anything like that. I was sad because I knew that he was going to live a life where people judged him for who he was and would treat him cruelly. And I will do what I can to try and change that. But that's that's just the way the world is. That part made me sad. None of the whole like, oh, I won't see him, you know, give me grandbabies and all that sort of thing. Like that was like the furthest thing from my mind was more just his struggles. But once they come out to you, I think that's like the hard part, you know, loving them is 
all you have to do after that. That's your job as a parent is just to love them. So yeah, just do that. That's my advice. Love your kid <laughs> for who they are. <laughs> just do don't, that. Don't, just do that. Don't try to fix them or anything. They know who they are, you know, let them, you know, lead the way. And then you're just there to love and support them. Love them. Not hard. There are babies and they're your babies. But what is a tiny bit hard is learning new language. And these kids try to have patience with us. I mean, you guys both know that the language and everything has changed and expanded since we were teens ourselves. So there is like a catch up of like understanding all the different types of sexuality and gender identity. Yeah, I mean, that's true so that can be confusing i would say for that if you ask your child and they explain it to you make sure you listen yeah i feel like what a lot of parents do when like teens try to explain things to them is they like argue about it and they're like oh well it wasn't like that for me when i was a teen and like going out of their way to not evolve and like don't do that <laughs> Some people ask for education or and then they get to mad be educated. When they get educated. Or they disagree with the way that it is or yeah. how it's being explained. Yeah. Like what? Like my father. Explaining things to him, it can get complicated because sometimes it's not a response, but it's an excuse of there was only like three things back in my day. Also, I feel like when it comes to like learning new things, it shouldn't be like, oh, this is like too confusing. Like, it should be a thing that you want to learn. Like, you should be going out of your way to catch up on this. And it shouldn't be something that you find as an inconvenience and more like an opportunity. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. Max, to me, I think one of his like greatest gifts is his his empathy he is always looking out for the feelings of others he's always championing like friends or family members who maybe use different pronouns and things like that he is constantly correcting people he's constantly like making sure that they like you know love and accept his friends for who they are or how they identify um, but he's just really in tune with people's feelings and he's just a really loving kid. I think that's one of the coolest things about Max. Yeah. The attention to language and pronouns and names and very specific identity labels comes from a desire to understand and to show respect. I left the kids alone to talk about whatever they wanted to. Okay, what's something thoughtful? Also, both of their dads decided to rock out to Phoebe Bridgers in the main room, so you're going to hear that in the background. Here's my kid, currently called Eddie. Being uh, trans and queer is also kind of like a different experience, because like I've definitely faced like some forms of like transphobia at school, like more so than I've experienced homophobia. Dude, I've experienced transphobia too, and I'm not even trans. Yeah, which just shows how shitty being trans is in America. It also shows how low people are educated. Mm -hmm. People were like, so if you're gay, does that mean you're a girl now? 
Oh my god, god. Like two separate like, things. Those are so different. Like, oh yeah, no, I mean, like, my PE class is kind of a nightmare. Like, I have some other queer friends in my class that are so cool, but, like, there are some people that we've had to dealt with where, like, they've said things to me that, like, made me feel so, like, terrible. Like, and I've, like, overheard conversations of people just being, like, blatantly transphobic. And it's like, how can you say that shit knowing you're sitting right next to a trans person? Like, it's just f***ed up, you know? Oh yeah, and bathrooms are weird as a trans person. Bathrooms are weird as a gay man. Yeah, bathrooms are just freaking weird when you're queer. I'm scared to find bathrooms at school. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I'm so glad that my fourth period is right across from the gender-neutral bathroom because, like... I'm just lucky. Yeah, I am lucky. We don't have those. I literally... I it's right next. All the, the gender neutral ones are right next to the staff bathrooms. But it's really weird because, like, there are some buildings where, like, there isn't a gender neutral bathroom nearby, but there is a staff bathroom, but we can't use the staff bathrooms. I mean, obviously. But it's just, like, it would be really convenient if staff bathrooms could just be gender neutral bathrooms or at least be available to, like, trans kids. I know only of two teachers that I think would actually be cool with like someone using the staff bathroom under their yeah. key. Only my fourth my fourth period teacher has like on one occasion let me use the um staff. staff there was bathroom. a long conversation about navigating the bathroom situations. She was like, okay, you can pee, I guess. Oh, also the gender neutral bathroom is usually the only bathroom that actually has tampons in the dispenser. So that's helpful. Almost all the other bathrooms, the thing is empty, but the gender-neutral bathroom comes in clutch. Mainly because the straights don't use it. I guess so. I don't know. What we've experienced in the school system is relative ease in navigating some things that might be a huge hassle or even traumatizing elsewhere. As Eddie said, they have access to a gender-neutral bathroom and changing room for PE. They can change their name at any time, though it might take a minute for the secretary to find the form online. Of course, it's not perfect, and those days the substitute called the wrong name at roll call were slightly upsetting. But in general, they have it pretty good. You're lucky you can get your name changed. For school? Yeah, I know. I mean, I know that a lot of people can't do that, but... Because... My friend, Astro, he's been trying to get his name changed for a whole year. And the school has done nothing about it. And he's even, like, gone to the counselor to, like, complain and, like, say, I want my name changed or put it in the system as a nickname. And they just won't. And that's... That is bullshit. Like, the school should be doing that. It is horrible that that isn't just, like, a basic accommodation for people. You're telling... Well, the thing is, you're telling me that they can set some girl's name as Bella when her name is Andrea, but you can't set someone's name as Astra. It is such bullshit. (laughs) No, I swear that some schools just go out of their way to not be accessible for people. Mm -hmm. 
Both of these teens have a lot of support. Parents, other close adults like extended family and friends, medical care, mental health care, some teachers, admin, or other school staff. Do you have a counselor that you're like friends with? I have a counselor, but I don't really like her. Just <laughs> she's not great. I have a counselor too. Like, I don't like her. She's my main counselor at school. Yeah. Because like it's separated through groups. I prefer the nurse over my school counselor. Oh, that's the exact opposite for me. Anyways. My school um, nurse is great. She's like basically my counselor. Become friends with that counselor and it will happen a lot easier. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I've seen her a couple times, and apparently I have to start, like, seeing her for, like, a weekly check-in, um, which kind of sucks because I don't really like talking to her, but she has snacks, so. Remember, and Andrew, also I get to miss a class period for it, so. I get to miss a class period, but that's just because I'm always in the counselor's office for something. I'm, like, always in the nurse. I've, like, missed so many class periods due to, like, panic attacks. The nurse knows me so well. <laughs> so they know where to find help if they need it. And they know who has the good snacks. Are you in trouble? Mm-hmm. You in the middle of saying something important? Um, sort of. Why? We need to have a chat with you. Why? In private. Okay. About what? Don't worry about it. Okay. But finish your thought. Oh you no, my thought is done. Okay, good. Are you in trouble? My kid acts like we're hella mean, but we were just interrupting to talk in private about whether it was time to go home or keep the party going another night. We decided to head home, so we shut down the office studio and packed our bags. But there were a couple more things that I talked about with Jenny. The first is just setting up an honest relationship with your teen so that they will want to talk to you about all of this and more. I read something like, a while ago that stuck with me where it was like, if your kid is afraid to come to you about like small things, they're not gonna come to you about the big things. And you want them, to, you want to be the person that they feel safe coming to and not afraid. And that really like sat with me. Like, I don't want them to be afraid of my reaction. I want them to come to me to help them work through things. And so I've really been trying to be more intentional with that and not like react when they mess up or react, you know, when I don't agree with something because that's, that is my goal as a parent. I want them to come to me because I can help and not for any other reason. So. The last thing we talked about is handling family that is not supportive of your queer teen family that says hurtful things about or to your child. Jenny, like many, many parents has experienced this and had to make decisions to protect her kid and herself. There have been close family members who did not act favorably when they learned of Max's sexuality and tried to quote scripture to him and tell him why those things were wrong. They did all of this without talking to me first. Mm -hmm. And um, I got very upset when that happened and had to explain to Max that that's not how everyone, you know, feels. But as a result of that, someone he was very close to, he now has no relationship with. But I'm not going to force him to be involved with family members who do things like that to him. Like, you shouldn't, like, be quoting that he's an abomination. 
and then go have Thanksgiving dinner at their house. It's not going to happen. So, <laughs> so we have separated ourselves from that particular, you know, group of family members. Honestly, I don't want to dwell on the ways people can be violent toward LGBTQ children. That is all quite well documented. But I think folks can change their views and regret what they've done. So what steps could they take to repair a relationship? I think, first of all, acknowledging what they said was wrong um, and apologizing for that. And I think those two things can go a long way. Like, yeah, I f***ed up, like you said, like that what I said was was wrong. Um, I shouldn't have said it to you. Yeah, we, that's what we need in this case, both Max and me. Acknowledgement. Like, yeah, we said this. It was wrong. We love you. We accept who you are. You know, those things, I think, would be what, what could help repair the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, Max may have more that he would need to kind of move forward. I'm not totally sure, but I think those things would be a good start. Yeah, the bit that would be the bare minimum to actually yeah. consider repairing the re- relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sending a Christmas gift. That's no. Nope. <laughs> nope. We got. We need uh, actions. Words and yeah, actions. Yeah. Acknowledgement. You know that. That's where. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you can't buy your way out of this. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Acknowledge what you did and apologize. You're an adult person. You can do that, right? bit of advice from me, a parent, not an expert. If you want to get to know a teen in your life, you can always ask, what pronouns would you like me to use? Or how do you prefer I refer to you? Or regarding a gender or sexual identity, can you tell me more about XYZ? I want to learn. Do it in private. And if they don't know or don't seem comfortable, you can say, it's okay. You don't want to talk about it now. Just let me know when you're ready. These kids are confident in themselves. Maybe they don't know exactly where they're headed because none of us do at that age, but they're stoked to figure it out. So on behalf of all the parents of gay teens, please treat them with kindness and respect. We're all just living on a floating rock. So if we don't understand, let's lead with listening. Because as the teen said, look at learning as an opportunity, not an inconvenience.